Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Hello, 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 friends. It's me, Nick, your host. This is Nick's Nerd News. Welcome to the show. This is episode 161. I think I'm going to start numbering the episodes every time I say them. Maybe it will kick on. I'll probably forget next week. Let's be honest. (laughs) Today is June 9th. We are two days away from the start of E3. Yes, two days away. And, uh... That means today is going to be our, our E3 prediction special. But, you know, on, on top of that, we're going to talk about some other things that uh, we're just going to talk about because it's what we do here at Nixner News. And, but hey, you know, while, while you're here, welcome to the show if you're new. Thank you for joining us. If you've been here all along, welcome back. I'm glad to have you around. You're like my family here friends and family any i'm making things up there I'm making words up but welcome to the show you know like subscribe share poke rate um post all those fancy fun terms whatever you want to do yell at the the top of a mountain I, I mean they all work you know it's, it's up to you how you want to do it i don't personally mind what you do You don't have to do anything, just listen. That's all I care about. But hey, instead of prattling on about, you know, things that really don't pertain to what we talk about here, let's just jump right in, shall we? Let's talk about video games, huh? And so I finally hooked up my PlayStation 5 this past weekend, and I got to playing it, and first off, up uh, transferring data on a PS4 was frustratingly annoying and long and i realized i should have done it before i started moving the tv and everything around because it took a frustratingly long time like three hours where i did that on xbox and it took probably half as long i don't remember though to be honest it might have taken as much and i might be being unfair but i don't remember transferring like seven games taking that fucking long because i transfer games from my main hard drive to my external in like an hour or less and it's one game it's probably less than an hour to be honest but that was just that was a separate issue but once i got it on uh it's not super user friendly at first like it took me a while to find how to turn it off and you lightly tap the playstation button which is not explained anywhere Um, I even had to like look it up and I'm not the only person that had this complaint. I will say that. Um, but other than that, uh, I, I played and beat Astro Bot pretty much a hundred percent of that game. (laughs) Um, it was, there was parts that was really hard. Um, there were parts that were fun. Um, and it really helps you kind of learn the idea of how that dual sense controller works. And after spending about, uh, I don't know, eight hours with the dual sense, um, I like it. I do. Uh, the adaptive hairpin triggers or whatever they're calling them, those I'm worried about. I'm, I'm actually concerned about because there are pistons in there that I know after a certain amount of time are not, they don't seem like they're going to hold up for a long amount of time, right? Like 
and it's on the fly. So the game activates it in, in the thing. So like there must be some kind of coding in a, in the game that tells it, hey, time to make the triggers a little tougher, tighter to pull on. And while that's nice, like I said, I, I, I worry about the long-term uh, stability of them because those are pistons, those are, are things that, that can wear down, especially if you're going to be playing a, a trigger-intensive game like a shooter or uh, like Horizon 2 when it comes out over time. My other concern is all this noise and shit coming out of the controller. And, and it using a, a mic, right? The DualShock 4 already had a frustratingly short battery life, right? And that would piss me off because I would play, sit and play for one day and I'd have to charge it. I can sit and play with the play and charge kit on my Elite Series 2 and I don't have to charge it for weeks. And I could have like multiple day-long play sessions and I don't have to play it for week, charge it for weeks. So that's my concern. And I don't understand why PlayStation does this, but they give you the shortest fucking cord to charge your controller. Like, really? Can you just give a reasonable length cord to charge your controller, please? If you're going to, like, have it boxed in with no... Uh, if it's going to be uh, a rechargeable battery in the controller, like, so we can sit and play the damn thing while it's charging? Like... That, that's frustrating to me. But I, I'm excited to play Ratchet & Clank this weekend um, when it comes out. Um, I should be done with, with Mass Effect 3 in uh, a couple of days. I, I got distracted because they added Maneater to, to Game Pass. And honestly, I'm having more fun with Maneater than I've had in a game in a very, very long time. And it, it's just fun being a shark, like eating people and fish and different sea life like it's just it's really fun doing that the game's outrageous um there are some minor bugs in it that i've they have issues with but but overall it's just it's an awesome game to play and i know it's it's not a 10 it's not a 10 out of 10 it's a it's like a a six and a half out of 10 for sure because there's it just you can't really save it auto saves and it's just a very bare bones type game but it's fun because you're just swimming around as a shark you know, eating shit, and that's all it's meant to be, and it's fun. It's fun doing that. But let's let's get to what we're really here to talk about this week. So E3 is this weekend, right? So let, let's talk about the E3 schedule while we're here. So kicks off on Saturday the twelfth, um, and it starts with Ubisoft and Gearbox will both have their press conferences that day. Um, followed by Microsoft and Bethesda's joint conference on Sunday, uh, Square Enix, WB uh, for Back for Blood, and the PC Game Show all happening on Sunday. On Monday, Take-Two Interactive and Capcom will be giving their uh, different press conferences or directs or whatever you want to call them. And then ending on Tuesday, uh, there will be a Nintendo Direct focusing on games only. And uh, Bandai Namco will be giving their presentation that day as well. Of course, other little shows and things will be happening in the meantime, but those, those are the major ones uh, that you'll want to look out for. Um, also, ahead of E3, AMD has announced a new um, cloud tech um, technology. It's called Fidelity FX Super Resolution. 
Uh, it's essentially it's to compete with NVIDIA's DLSS. Um, this will release on June 22nd, um, and it, it has been confirmed uh, via IGN that this new tech uh, for super sampling, essentially is what it is, uh, will be making its way to Xbox, so the Series X and Series S. Um, per a Microsoft spokesperson, it says, quote, At Xbox, we're excited by the potential of AMD's Fidelity FX Super Resolution technology as another great method for developers to increase frame rates and resolution. We'll have more to share on this soon, unquote. So, uh, looks like they'll be integrating that somehow into current Xbox Series Xs and things like that. Um, it is a super sampling technique. Um, it helps increase performance and image quality for games that do support it. Not everything does. Um, and they did say it will have four different upscaling modes. Ultra quality, uh, quality, balanced, and performance. Uh, obviously, they're all focused on different things. Um, I guess NVIDIA's DLSS uses AI to upscale lower resolution. Um... This will not require as much performance as the DLSS does. Uh, it will be open source, um, so it can support pretty much AMD graphics cards, NVIDIA graphics cards, as well as other NVIDIA GTX series, which is, that's nuts that it's open source. Um, that's crazy, but it, it will become an Xbox. No word yet on if it will be joining the PS5, uh, as remember the PS5 uses similar AMD architecture for its graphics processing. Um, Deep Silver has announced that do not expect to see anything related to uh, Saints Row, Time Splitters, Dead Island 2, anything like that at E3 this weekend. So don't expect anything on those games. They're not going to announce anything. They're going to announce other stuff. Just don't have your hopes up for anything in those franchises at E3 this weekend, um, per Deep Silver themselves. Um, there was also what was called the Gorilla Co Collective Day 1 Showcase. Um, the second one will be Saturday. Uh, they showed off a whole bunch of indie games, uh, two of which really caught my eye. Um, you can go online and, and see others. Um, but the Eternal Cylinder uh, is a game where you like lead a pack of like little creatures and they evolve depending on like the area and you have to like explore the planet. That looks fucking cool. Uh, the other was called Ultra Age, which looks to be like this cyberpunk uh, type, like hack and slash game that looks really fucking cool, really fun. Uh, those are two indie games that are coming uh, that I, I really look forward to. Um, and those were from the Gorilla Collective. They showed off about 10 other games or so, I think closer to 20. Um, you can check those out online. Some of them look cool. Uh, some of them, I didn't get to see everything, but those two really struck me and I, I wanted to talk about those um also hinted uh looks like Oddworld Soulstorm has been rated by the ESRB for Xbox One and PC um despite previously being a PlayStation exclusive for quite some time uh looks like it's headed to Xbox platforms in the near future and on the flip side it looks like uh the Medium which was an Xbox Series X exclusive looks like uh that has been rated for PlayStation 5 so it looks like they'll be swapping some exclusives later this year. Um, ahead of E3, Ubisoft uh, did make an announcement that Rainbow Six Quarantine will now be Rainbow Six Extraction. Uh, it is their new PvE game, so it, is, it doesn't look like it's going to be a tactical shooter. Um, but it, it will be a, a, a PvE game where you take on 
aliens and an ever increasing uh, field of aliens. Um, and I guess that uh, I don't know a whole lot. I'm sure they'll announce more at um, at E3 this weekend at the Ubisoft Forward on Saturday. Like I said, they they didn't put out a whole much, a whole lot of information. Just um, just that it's PVE. It's called Terminator Extraction or Terminator Extraction, uh, <laughs> uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. And it's to continue the legacy of, of Rainbow Six and Rainbow Six Siege and things like that. Because I, I guess it's not really a sequel, um, but it's not totally um, like a reboot either. I I don't know entirely. They Like I said, they didn't explain a whole lot. Um, but that will be coming soon. Um, I think it comes this year. I know they reworked it and delayed it because of the pandemic and they didn't want to be, um, like associated with that. Um, so that's part of it and which makes a hell of a lot of sense, but we'll see what happens with that in the near future as we get closer and closer to released. Um, hold on. I'm just reading a little article. Uh, yeah, more more will be. Yeah, so I guess it's going to be grounded in reality. Oh no, it's a departure because it won't be grounded in reality because aliens. Um, so you team up with friends, take on a muted alien parasite that has uh, destroyed the world. So, oh, okay, so it's technically a sequel to Rainbow Six Siege. Um, but it is a multiplayer game where it's PvE, so you won't necessarily be paying, playing against other people uh, like you did in Siege. But we'll see how it all plays out. Um, we'll know more on uh, Saturday. And also, what's being worked around in 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 the different worlds uh, might be this is rumor right now, but um, there's speculation that they might announce a new PvP game. Uh, that will blend three different of their universes. So it would include Splinter Cell. So not a full Splinter Cell remake, reboot or remake yet. Um, so Splinter Cell, The Division, and Ghost Recon. And it would all be some kind of like mega PvP game. Um, no word yet on if that's true or what's happening with that. Again, be on the lookout on Saturday when Ubisoft has their Ubisoft Forward for E3. Um, also... If you recently updated your Switch, be a little careful. Uh, Nintendo sent out an update and then quickly um, actually undid the update right away. Uh, it looks like the um, it may may like cut your network connection, so it may make it impossible to connect to the network to the internet. Um, it could also add other issues for micro SD XC cards that were just recently announced. Um, so just be wary, if you did update your Nintendo Switch, make sure to update it again, um, as it may not connect to the internet properly. So just be on the lookout for that. Um, and then today, of all things, um, Battlefield 2042 was announced. Uh, this is the new iteration of Battlefield. It will launch later this year, in October to be exact. Um... It releases October 22nd for PC, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, and Xbox One. 
um, on current gen or next gen, whatever you want to call it now. Uh, it will feature 128 multiplayer matches on PC as well, um, but it will remain at 64 players on PS4 and Xbox One. Um, it will feature environmental disasters uh, like sandstorms, tornadoes, and more. They, these are all um, dynamic weather features. Um, there's going to be new weapons, vehicles, equipment. There's also specialists that are being uh, introduced. Um, they're inspired by regular classes in Battlefield, but with different abilities. Um, Ten will be at launch. Um, it will have breakthrough and conquest mode. It will also add hazard zone, which is a new squad-based mode. And uh, some other new mode that they haven't announced yet. Um, this will come during EA Play in July. Because EA, remember, doesn't partake in E3 anymore. They do their own separate thing. Um, my biggest concern is that this game is going to be $70. And it will not have a campaign. And it won't have Battle Royale either. Look, I understand games take a lot to make. And I'm sure they dumped a lot into this as it, it is twenty uh, the new Battlefield and it is DICE. But like the gall to charge $70 on a game that is not a full game. Like if you're going to charge $70 for a brand new game, shit better have a campaign too. Like that's some bullshit, man. The fact that they, most games like that are not, they don't charge full price right and people complained when when black ops 4 or whatever the hell did it with no campaign it's like yeah i understand a lot of work goes into this but to charge full price and not have a campaign is a little ridiculous like dice i know you got money fam ea's got a fuck ton of money to throw around like to charge 70 dollars for a game that doesn't have a campaign is atrocious in my opinion. It, it it's pretty fucking sad, to be honest. Like, really? $70 and it doesn't have a campaign? Who are you trying to rob, EA? Some bullshit, man. But yeah, Battlefield 2042, October 22nd, this fall. And then uh, my my last bit of gaming news before I do E3 product product predictions. Can't talk today. Um Overwatch is now getting a crossplay beta, and uh, you can sign up for that and link your accounts on Battle.net, uh, you know, Activision's online portal for its games. But yes, Overwatch is finally getting crossplay. Um, so if you're playing on PS4 and your buddy's on Xbox, or if you're on Xbox, buddy's on PS4 or PC, and PS4 or PC, vice versa, um, now you'll be able to play with each other uh, on overwatch on in oh in overwatch and not have to buy it on a separate system or anything like this i wish they did this sooner i mean i went and bought overwatch just for ps4 to play with my buddy um granted i paid like 20 bucks because it was used but still like i wish crossplay was a thing a lot sooner on on these major third-party titles but now it's here uh, ahead of um Probably Overwatch 2 coming in the next year or so. Um, but that that's it for gaming. Um, I do, though, I do want to talk about... Um, I do want to talk about my E3 predictions. I don't have a whole lot, and they're, they're pretty straightforward and simple. But essentially, th this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Capcom will announce Street Fighter 6. I think it's time. 
So Street Fighter Six or some new iteration of uh, Marvel vs. Capcom or something like that, that will happen on Monday. I think at the Halo, uh, the Microsoft and Bethesda press conference, I think we'll get a trailer for Starfield, Bethesda's new RPG. I think Halo multiplayer, which we pretty much know is a given, will be shown off based off all the art they've been teasing and, and other things of Halo Infinite. Along with that, though, this is my prediction. I think I think Microsoft and, and Xbox are going to make Halo multiplayer beta, Halo Infinite multiplayer beta, available ne- as soon as next week. I think they're going to open it up almost immediately after they show off that. Because flighting needs to start soon for that game. If it's going to release this fall, they need to start multiplayer flighting. And I think that's going to happen very, very, very soon. Um, at Ubisoft, I don't think there's going to be an Assassin's Creed announced for this year. I think their big focus is going to be Far Cry 6. And uh, what looks like, I guess, Rainbow Six extraction and then i think i think and i said this last year too but i think this is finally the year that they actually do announce a new entry in the splinter cell franchise um and then i think at square enix they're going to announce either a new expansion for marvel's avengers or a new tomb raider one of those two things will happen um that is my prediction right now. I don't think Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to be announced. I don't think anything major from Nintendo is going to be shown off, um, except maybe new Pokemon Arceus stuff. Um, but those are my E3 predictions. Probably going to be wrong, mostly. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. And that's it for gaming this week. Let's move on to TV, shall we? So we're not going to talk about Loki. Um, didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, we will talk about it next week, and I'll try and rearrange some things so I can try and talk about it day of. Um, I'll do my best. That's all I'm going to say. But if anything, it'll just be a couple days later like we do with all shows. Um, the television adaptation of the comic Why the Last Man uh, has finally announced a release date. It's been in production essentially since 2015. It will finally drop on Hulu. On September 13th um, via FX. Um, also in the news, Mike Myers is is heading uh, back to his roots as playing multiple characters. Uh, he will be playing multiple characters in a show about the Illuminati on Netflix. And uh, that will premiere, I think, next year is what they said on that. Um, speaking of Netflix, we also had Netflix Geeked Week, where they announced a lot of things related to their, you know, geek-related shows. Um, we got... All the episode titles for Umbrella Academy Season 3, one of them hinting at possibly the end of the universe, possibly the end of the world, we don't really know, Uh, but no, unfortunately no no tease for filming or for a release date for Season 3. We did get our first official look at the characters and actors um, that will be in Cowboy Bebop, um, and also announced that the original composer of the show will be making music for the new live action version. Um, And then we also got behind-the-scenes footage of the Netflix adaptation of the Sandman comic, um, which Neil Gaiman said uh, he's essentially had more control over this show than he has ever had uh, uh, on any other show developing his properties in the past. Um, So be on the lookout for all that. Um, And then also, outside of Geeked Week, we also got an announcement for four new characters coming to Stranger Things. Uh, 
four new cast members have been announced. No word yet on if they will tie into the main story um, or if they'll stick around for multiple seasons. One of them is a love interest uh, for one of the characters. They didn't say which. Um, one of them is um, uh, uh, like the, the high school star, like the most popular girl in school. One of them is a teacher. And then one of them is like a basketball star. Um, there's also going to be a Stranger Things scripted podcast that's coming. Um, the drive-in experience is going to be added to Netflix as well. Um, and we got some more looks at some other Netflix properties. And that is Geeked Week is still ongoing. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, I do want to talk about The Bad Batch just, just a little bit. It was a better episode than 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 has been going, just like it's building off of last week where they're playing mercenaries. Uh, this week, however, again, the galaxy ve- feels very, very small as the Bad Batch interact with the Martez sisters, who were featured very heavily with Ahsoka's storyline in the final season of The Clone Wars. Um, looks like they're gathering information for possibly the Rebellion. Um, and... It looks like the Bad Batch were getting stuff for the Empire, so they were they infiltrated a, a droid-like decommissioning facility on Corellia, where they were just melting down droids, and they actually go for a tactical droid's brain. But um, I like this mercenary storyline that's going, but I don't like how they make the galaxy feel so small again by bringing in characters from the Clone Wars that they really did not need to bring in. I, don't get me wrong, their story was great, what they did with Ahsoka, did they have to be shoehorned in right away into the Bad Batch? No, not at all. And it would have served a bigger purpose if they introduced someone else or just did something different or brought someone else from from the old EU in um, to help the Rebellion. I just I feel like they make a habit of making the galaxy like, oh, it's bigger, all these new races and characters. But then at the same time, they'll like dial it back and be like, oh, there's only like 12 people in the galaxy is what it feels like sometimes. Um, but hopefully this mercenary storyline keeps going because um, I'm, I'm, I'm digging it a lot right now. Um, but that's it for TV. Um, and then I do want to talk about movies a bit. Um, Donnie Yen and Bill Skarsgård have joined the cast of John Wick 4. Donnie Yen will be playing an ally to John Wick who, uh, from his past, apparently, you know, they always do things like that. Um, they started filming Shazam 2 this past week, and we finally, we got a look at the new costume, which looks a lot better, um, than it did in, in the first movie. Um, it's a deeper red, and, um, the, they reworked, like, the, um, the lightning bolt and things like that on it, but it it looks a lot better, uh, than it did. It doesn't look as fake, um, as, like, it doesn't look as, as, like, fake or padded as the one in the first film, um, but it looks a lot better, and I'm, uh, I'm stoked to see where they go with, with this, and I wonder if they, if they're gonna bring back in the Marvel family, and if they're gonna change the costumes on them as well, um, but the, the costume in Shazam 2 looks a lot better than the first one, um, in other DC movie news, Andy Muschietti, the director of The Flash, hinted at Michael Keaton's return, or ha- at least his return to the cowl, um, and they, they did show off um, 
they did he tweeted a photo essentially of um sorry i can't talk today uh he tweeted a photo of the the bat symbol from keaton's batman costume from 1989 with a splatter of blood on it so a couple things could be hinted at here i hope he doesn't die i really don't hope they kill off uh, his um i i hope they don't kill off keaton's batman uh two he, he that could be a perp's blood or a criminal's blood or three um a lot of people are comparing it to when they showed off the watchman button in the um the 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 batman and flash uh comic after rebirth um where they essentially batman found the watchman button in the Batcave and connected the universes and everything like that um, so a lot of theories running around right now, but we don't know what it is yet, obviously, until the film comes out, I think next year, or did it get pushed to 2023? One, one of those two things. Um, and then we also got like a teaser trailer for the League of Super Pets, DC's League of Super Pets animated film. It looks okay based off the, this, it, all they showed off was Crypto, uh, and Crypto looked really good in the animation style they were doing, but... Um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson will be playing Crypto the Superdog. Kevin Hart will be playing Ace the Bat Hound. Um, and, uh, and several other famous actors are going to be in it. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Um, I'm drawing a blank. I was, uh, Kate McKinnon. And a few other people will be in the movie. Um, I think that releases next year. And final bit of, uh, DC movie news. It looks like the Blue Beetle movie, which was originally going to be headed to theaters, will now be headed straight to HBO Max, just like Batgirl. Um, that is it for DC movies. Um, we got word our first official casting for someone new joining the cast of Into the Spider-Verse 2. Issa Rae is going to join the movie and will be voicing Jessica, Drew, Jessica Drake uh, or Spider-Woman. So Issa Rae is joining the cast of Into the Spider-Verse 2 as Spider-Woman. Um, moving on. Uh, so last week we announced that Indiana Jones 5 had started filming. Well, we already have leaks of him full-on in costume. And he looks amazing. And that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> um... And then, this is what makes me happy. This is good news. It, it's not official yet, um, but Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson have joined talks to potentially star in The Wedding Crashers 2. Um, while it hasn't been greenlit just yet, uh, they're having serious co conversations per Collider. Uh, New Line is, has sat down with Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Um, they're having early discussions, um, and they would return to play the characters they portrayed in the film back in 2005. Uh, the director is on board, the same director is on board, and they've started possibly uh, doing location scouting and things like that. The script is supposed to be well-liked by uh, a lot of people in the industry, and then, like I said, David Dobkin, the director, is on board as well and would love to return to the franchise and if they make Wedding Crashers 2, I hope it's good. That's all I'm going to say. I just hope 
it's good. Because comedies that get a sequel don't always turn out so well. And then, uh, final bit of movie news today before we end the show. Short show today. <laughs> Next week's going to be a long one, though, after E3, of course. Uh, but it was announced today that uh, if you go and see Fast and Furious 9 in IMAX, IMAX only, you will be treated to a five-minute Jurassic World Dominion extended preview. Um, it will apparently tell the story of the dinos from back uh, millions of years ago up to the present day. Um, some journalists got to see it, uh, and apparently it shows off the T-Rex back 65 million years ago when it first gets bit by the uh, mosquito, and then it will cut to present day with Rexy uh, rampaging through a drive through in uh, upstate, or upstate, in northern California, um, and essentially teasing at what's going on in Jurassic World Dominion with the dinos on the loose after they escaped containment in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, the previous film. Um, uh, doesn't show off anything of the cast, um, but essentially it's it's just... he the uh, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan... Colin Trevorrow wanted to make sure that um, people understood what's going on in the world, uh, and, and it, it's telling, he said it, quote, it's not what, that I actively didn't want them around, but we're telling a really big, epic, sprawling story here, unquote. Uh, quote, I felt like this was one opportunity to be able to tell the T-Rex's story. She's a character who has been through a lot over these movies and some traumatic experiences. I want kids and adults to be as invested in her and her journey as they are in humans. She does look a little different this time in that she has proto-feathers, unquote. Um, so I wonder if that's going to be on the, the big one or the uh, little one in the past. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, they did tease some images um, already, but that will be on Fast 9 in IMAX, which releases June 25th. Um, but that is it for Nixner News today, folks. Uh, like I said, short little episode today, not, not a whole lot going on. Um, of course, next week will be a doozy with, with E3, and of course, uh, I'll be talking about Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, and um, anything else that might happen in the next few days. Um, as always, check out NixnerNews.com, where you guys can listen to the show right in your browser, or you can find links to our Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Spotify pages. Um, while you're there, check out our social media tab where you can see links to our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We post funny memes on all three. Um, or if you prefer to follow us, just go to Nick's Nerd News on your preferred social media app of choice. And with that, I'm your host, Nick. Thank you guys for stopping by, and I will catch you on the flip side. <laughs>